The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in their season-long contest and $200 every week in their weekly contests. Just head over to OddsCrowd.com to sign up now. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to this week's episode of the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am talon jenkins here with my hosts joel and ryan how are we doing today fellas doing pretty good just coming off a big uh big flyers victory over the seattle kraken 6-1 a few big fights in the game a fun time and looking to get into some uh hockey action later this week too we got a big big slate coming up on tuesday yeah, and I enjoyed a nice uh, money line win at the Rangers against your Leafs in overtime there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one stung a little bit. You know, that overtime period was incredible, eh? Oh, so many good saves. Three minutes of nonstop action back and forth. So that three-on-three change they made a few years ago to overtime, like, that might be the best thing for hockey in the past 10, 15 years, eh? Oh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, they got to make it 10 minutes, so five minutes is not enough, especially with teams, like, ragging the puck and just circling back make a 10 come on well we saw a lot of it today and it caught me off guard player or they're passing it back to the goalies from their own blue line just kind of regroup reset and it almost worked out for the least there i don't know if they had a set play i think marner dropped it back to campbell new york went to change and campbell fired it up to matthews and he almost had a break so you could a little set plays there they they look good yeah that was the old, old uh carry price thing right the canadians used to always do that very true well, we have a lot of news happening in the NHL this week. There's a, There's been some pretty big contract signings. Maybe we can start with that. We'll dive in uh, to the young Boston Bruins defenseman, Charlie McAvoy, the 24-year-old. He, he inks a eight-year, $76 million contract, averaging at $9.5 million a year. What do you guys think about that? He's he's kind of taken taken the mantle there for the Bruins defenseman. You know, they had Chara there for what felt like forever. They had Krug there. Now he's in St. Louis, but now it's going to be McAvoy. He's got the got the long term deal. He's nine and a half million cap hit. It's kind of high, but he he's showing he could be worth it. And he's kind of he's the guy there on the Bruins blue line. If he plays like this for the whole contract, that that's going to be a steal, especially going forward. If the if the cap ever moves up, you know. No, that's a good point, too. And at only 24 years old, he'll be 32 when it ends. That's not bad. At eh? 9.5, like you said, if the cap does move up. 
And think about it too, a lot of teams are focusing on that one-star defenseman. You look at Vancouver Canucks with Quinn Hughes, look at Colorado with Cal McCarr. That might be uh, that might be the way of the future. Yeah, com- comparing these contracts, I mean, McCarr got $9 million. Uh, Morinsky got $9.5 million. Mira Heiskanen got $8.5 million. So, yeah, it's... These these top tier defensemen that can move the puck and are good in their own end, they're going to they're come in a premium, and their teams are paying for them. It scares me a little bit about Morgan Riley's contract coming up at the end of this year. I think uh, I think that pretty much sets in stone that he'll be gone. Yeah, you can't afford him. <laughs> no, not a chance. We can't even call up a backup goalie for Christ's that's right. <laughs> How about that? That 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 that's insane. That they couldn't have just someone there that had to sign a one day contract know, or whatever. That's a little tough. Uh, I know there's plenty of cap shenanigans going on with Cal Dubas and uh, Brandon Pridham there at the Leafs, but it's not really a great look for for the Leafs as an organization. And truth be told, it doesn't really reflect that well on the, uh, the NHL either. But moving past here, another big contract we had. This one, just based on the player age and the term, I'm kind of up in the air with, but I like to think Lula Lamorello knows what he's doing here. Ryan Pollock for the New York Islanders, 27-year-old, signed an eight-year contract at 6.15 million, uh, 49 million in total. For a player his age, he'll be 35 when it's over. I guess 6.5, 6.15 isn't too bad if the cap does go up, but he is a big staple on their back end there, so it might not be the worst deal for uh, for the folks on the island. Yeah, I feel like on any other team that would kind of be like a bad contract, but he he fits their style of plays like so perfectly that six point one million, you know, it's not a bad cap it, but like you said, it is eight years. It's going to take him well into his thirties. But this is what the Islanders are building, and he's going to be a, a big part of it moving forward. Yeah, Pellick had a nice contract too there, so they'll they'll be a nice solid pairing for a while, which is important for them. Yeah, they play a strong game on the island, pretty defensively driven as well, too, right? So lock them up if you got them, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the one of the bigger signings coming out on the RFA front, I know this was the, the talk of the nation. A lot of folks in Canada were wondering when it's going to get done. The Ottawa Senators inked Brady Kachuk to a seven-year deal, $8.2 million, a total of $57 million. At 21 years old, it's it's good to see him actually kind of secure the bag a little bit. I know a lot of people were saying it might be a bit steep. I don't think he's amassed over 40 points in his career so far, but uh, I think Ottawa has to do whatever they can to keep their stars around, and if that's what it took, that's what it took. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, that's what they had to give it to him, and this is something we may see more now with with younger players, young star players, kind of instead of going for their bridge deal, just get the payday right away, get it out of the way, commit to the team, and you know, be, be locked in for the most, uh, most of their 20s. Typical Kachuk, though, eh? Just uh, not budging <laughs> till he gets the number he wants. Yeah, good for him, eh? Right? Good to see him get paid. But you're right. I know Matthew went through the same thing. His dad had a big history of it, too. So can't really say I'm too surprised. But I think for Ottawa as a team and an organization, it's it's good for those guys like Tim Stutzel as well, Josh Norris, Thomas Shabbat, the players that are coming up. At least lets them know that Brady will be around for the long term. Maybe they'll stick around and Ottawa can... Uh, maybe turn things around as a team. Yeah, they may finally have that rebuild going now with, with those guys you mentioned all kind of locked up, Kachuk, Chabot, they're into long-term contracts, Drake Batherson as well. I mean, it's the Senator. Ottawa could turn into a contender in a few years, but they could also just be the Senators in a few years as well. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have, to have to wait and see. Yeah, it could go either way on that one, I suppose, eh? Now we did uh we did have some other big news coming out of the league this uh 
today, actually. I think it broke today. Evander Kane received a 21-game suspension for breaking the NHL COVID protocol. That guy, if there's a definition of a walking shit show in the NHL, I think it might have to be Evander Kane. Yeah, one thing after another, eh? God. Yeah, there were there were. I don't know if it was rumors or just fans kind of wanting him here in Philadelphia back when he was a free agent. And there, were, there were trade talks years ago, but I, I'm so so glad we, we did not get him. It's just, yeah, you, you said you said it best. A, a walking shit show, you know. 21 games, whatever. I don't think the Sharks are going to want him back. He'll have to either be traded to a team that wants to take a chance on him, or just wait for I don't know his contract to be voided and hit it, become free agent agent or something. Yeah, they should be a selling team at the deadline. So, yeah, it'll be all about whether a team takes a risk on them. Probably not going to get much back from it at this point, though. No, that's true. The uh, sad thing about it, he's got all the skill in the world. Eh? He led that team in points last year. He's obviously a key contributor. I know there's been some rumors of them not really uh, getting along off ice player to player, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't even know any other way to say it than just a shit show. He did release a statement today, though. I got it pulled up here for you, boys, if you want to hear it. Please. Vander Kane's camp. I would like to apologize to my teammates, the San Jose Sharks organization, and all Sharks fans for violating the NHL COVID protocols. Uh, I made a mistake, one I sincerely regret and take responsibility for. During my suspension, I will continue to participate in counseling to help make me or to help me make better decisions in the future. When my suspension is over, I plan to return to the ice with great effort, determination, and love for the game of hockey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would give I would give anybody a hundred dollars if they could actually prove that a Vander Kane wrote that and it wasn't just his PR person. Yeah. He's the perfect video game player, you know. Play the game, turn the system off, play the play the next game. But that's that's not how, how life works, and he's gonna pay the price for that. We also do have a statement from the Sharks organization here. The NHL has advised our organization that Evander Kane has been suspended without pay for 21 games for an established violation of and lack of compliance with the NHL slash NHLPA COVID-19 protocols. Uh, While we are encouraged by Evander's commitment to moving forward, we are extremely disappointed by his disregard for the health and safety protocols put in place by the NHL and NHLPA. Uh, We will not be commenting further on Evander's status prior to the conclusion of the NHL's mandated suspension. Now, I think it's worth noting here what actually happened. This guy submitted a fake vaccination, like proof of vaccination slip to the NHL. So I guess he's not vaxxed or not fully vaxxed or something. And he forged a document saying that he was, thought he could get away with it and got hammered with a 21 game suspension. (laughs) How do you even do that? (laughs) Yeah, how do they think he would get away with it? I don't I don't understand that at all. That's about as many games you'd miss, even if he declared he was unvaccinated, right? Because he just can't go to Canada. Yeah, I guess that's true. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the 21 game pay cut might hurt him as well. I don't know if that'd be the case for unvaccinated, can't cross the border kind of thing. I imagine it would be. Yeah. Well, he needs all the money he can get with all his debt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard to pay off a casino when you're missing one fourth of your yearly salary. Right. <laughs> Those are games you can't throw either, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. 
from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Wimbet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Moving on a little bit here, there's been a, it's been a bit of talk about Jack Eichel's potential landing spot. What do you guys think? Well, uh, I, I heard today that uh, teams were asking him to, uh, or asking Buffalo to take salary, but they aren't willing to do that. So that uh, it's a really big mess all the way around. But, uh, yeah, you can't really do anything until you come to terms with the, the surgery and all that, right? Because he wants to get some kind of surgery, and Buffalo wants to get him a different kind of surgery. So it's it's really hard to work out a deal with all this uh, uncertainty. And it's a neck issue, so you have to think, even if he did have surgery, it would take a few months for him to get back up into playing shape. So, like, even if a team trades for him now or even before December, they're not going to have him back possibly until after the Olympics at the earliest or hopefully the playoffs. So maybe some team kind of takes a chance on them like the Lightning did last year with Kucherov, put him on LTIR for the whole season and then bring him back for the playoffs. I can see something like that happening. But teams right now, you're not going to see a trade right now, but you might see a trade in a few weeks once teams see that they're missing something if they're one of those teams that's kind of on the playoff bubble or they're going to make the playoffs, but they don't have that that next push to win a round or two. You could see Eichel going somewhere somewhere like that, but I don't really know any landing spots right now, what, what makes the most sense. Now, what if, and you did just bring it up there, what if Tampa Bay came calling? Kucherov's on LTIR now. He suffered an injury, I think, last night or two nights ago, so he'll be out for a bit. They trade some futures to get Evander Kane, or not Evander Kane, sorry, uh, Jack Eichel. Um, so they pick up Eichel. They tell him, get your surgery, get whatever you want, get healthy, come back for the playoffs when the salary cap doesn't mean a thing. Then they bring back Kucherov, Jack Eichel, Braden Point, and they go three for three and win three cups in a row. <laughs> I think the rest of the teams that division would just be killing Buffalo for uh, <laughs> trading into the the defending champions. Well, the thing would be they would probably have to move on from him after the year, right? But it might like if I'm Jack Eichel, I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll win a cup with Tampa, I'll bring my stat or my you know my stock back up in the league, go get traded wherever else you want, I guess after that, and then play out the next season, win a cup, and move on. Yeah, that'd work out for him. Go go hang out in Florida for a few months, win a cup. Yeah, get, get, secure Hopefully the bag next summer. Too. 
yeah, yeah true true yeah, that one could go either way. So it'll be interesting to see what it plays out. Buffalo needs a win, though, eh, as a team. I, I don't expect them to get a win out of this trade. I know, uh, Joel, you mentioned it earlier off the podcast, but they can't win a trade to save their life. But regardless, they're 2-0 and to start the year. What about those savers? <laughs> they're red hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> Teams must not be expecting them to play well. No, because... Yeah, there's, they're they're the Sabers, and people are, are kind of taking taking them lightly just for for at least the first two games to start. Yeah, crazy. Well, speaking of the Sabers, how about uh, how about we jump into our uh, our games for tomorrow for Tuesday? First one on the docket, we do have at seven o'clock. We have Buffalo against the Vancouver Canucks. Honestly, boys, with the way Buffalo has been playing, they've been red hot. I don't mind sprinkling Buffalo money line here. It pays off plus one hundred and twenty. I'm with you. I think Buffalo, they're 2-0. and they, they beat Montreal 5-1. They took, took Coyotes to a shootout, 1-2-1. So they're, they're playing strong defensively. The Canucks, they they got a few a few lucky goals from Carter Hart not sealing his post on Friday night. Besides that, they lost 3-2 to the Oilers in a shootout, and they lost 3-1 at Detroit most recently on Saturday. So they, they'll have a few days off going into Buffalo. But I, 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 I like Buffalo here. I like the under six as well and possibly in a parlay together if you want some uh extra extra plus odds there yeah vancouver's on a long road trip um the sabers have some momentum of course uh, they'll find it just as easily to lose a string of games as well to win a string of games (laughs) but i think that they can ride this early streak and um i cannot have been playing badly but yeah, yeah. Give me the Sabers. You had the plus money at home. You know, maybe they, maybe they give some hope to the fans. Just one more game at least. We say that we're all on them. They're going to come out and lay a total egg. Oh. And Vancouver's going to win seven nothing or something. Yeah. But while we're speaking about them, home teams this season are winning sixty six percent of the time. Home favorites are 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 hitting seventy two percent of the time. So I feel like that's. And even home dogs are hitting 57% of the time. So wow. home teams early on are kind of just taking it to the away teams. That's something definitely to watch on Tuesday slate and beyond. The same thing happened last year, too. Like in the first half of the season, home favorites are just killing it. Yeah, I mean, And home dogs are a perfect 11-0 against the spread, too. So maybe just take the Sabres plus one and a half if you want to kind of play it safe. Like that. Moving on here, next game, we have Montreal versus San Jose. Uh, personally, looking at the lines here and everything, I took the, probably going to take the over. The uh, number set at six, paying off plus 100, pretty even. I know Montreal has been giving up a hell of a lot of goals lately too, and I'm not really convinced on San Jose's goaltending either. So neither team is really a juggernaut offensively, but I uh, I like the over. Well, th- that's interesting because I actually this is one of the bets I have for tomorrow is is the under six here. Montreal, like you said, they're not scoring goals. They had one goal in each of their first three games. The Sharks they had they had four goals in their their first first game a home game against Winnipeg. But I I think with that home trend, San Jose going on the road, I I, I see a low scoring game here. I I like the under six. I can't really pick a side, but I, I don't see Montreal scoring more than two or three goals, and the Sharks probably similar. Yeah, I, I think the the total is very correlated here. Uh, if you like the Sharks, I think it goes over. If you like the Canadians, I think it goes under. Because um, the Canadians can easily win a, a low-scoring game. But with the Sharks, I think they need to, to score a lot to be in games with their terrible goaltending and defense. So, yeah, if, 
I don't lean one way or another, honestly. Um, if anything, I would take the Sharks in the over. Because, oh, uh, okay. yeah, they looked better than I, th- I thought in the in the first game. But, you know, like you said, the home teams and all that. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel strong either way. <laughs> we, also, we also said this a lot last week. Like This is a matchup where there's, what, six or seven games going on at 7 o'clock. So pick a different one. It's This is not going to be an exciting game. Yeah. Very true. And Montreal's team, they've... I don't know what's been going on. Like offensively, they just haven't been there. They've looked, they've looked a bit tough. I know if you'd look on Habs Twitter, fans are getting on them pretty good, pretty negative, but understandably so. Although I saw one fan say, "None of this matters. We beat the Leafs in the playoffs last year. Nobody cares." So, <laughs> <laughs> which I can respect, I suppose. Good attitude to have there. Just beat the Leafs, and, and you're happy. And you know what, Habs fans, it's still early in the year. You guys could turn it around. Only three games in, right? So I wouldn't be too worried, but there is a level of concern there. Let's move on to the next game. We have uh, New Jersey versus Seattle. Neither teams looked good. I know, Ryan, you were at the uh, Philly-Seattle game last night, or tonight, rather. Sorry, what did you see? I mean, Seattle had a few great chances early. Carter Hart came up with a, a few big saves, including one on the goal line on... Eberle, I think, on the backhand. But besides that, once the Flyers got some pressure going, it, it was all Flyers. Seattle kind of just looked like a mess. They tried to get physical. The Flyers pushed back. A 6-1 game. I mean, Seattle right now looks like what I think most people thought they would be with and what we thought they would be with the, with the under point total in the preview. They look like an expansion team and not like the Vegas Golden Knights. So I definitely like the, the Devils in this one. They beat the Blackhawks. 4-3 in overtime in their season opener, and now they had a few days off, and now Seattle's back-to-back. So I like the Devils a lot here. Yeah, I played the under in that game, and I did not expect the Flyers to score, <laughs> what, six or seven goals? So. Yeah, I got six. Yeah, that didn't work out, but I was sorry about the crack, and they didn't score much. But anyway, for this game, yeah, give me the Devils. Uh, Kraken are uh, they're a bit... They're a bit uh, gun shy at the moment. They can't they can't find the net, and now they can't even get the goaltending. Um, and the Devils, they looked good last uh, last game. Um, beat the Blackhawks. Jack Hughes, oh man, what a goal that was! Yeah, uh, was yeah, I, I think they'll they'll carry on momentum from that and and beat the Kraken here. Yeah, I'm uh honestly I'm gonna sprinkle a New Jersey puck line here at minus one point five. It's it pays off plus hundred and ninety. So if they win by two, which the way Seattle's playing, especially coming off a of back to back, who knows gonna who's gonna be starting next game? It uh I'm I'm pretty confident with that bet. Yeah, I like that too. That that's good value there on the puck line. Now, Joel, you would have uh you would have been used to seeing Grubauer a lot last year playing for Colorado. What do you think's going on? Oh, I think he was uh, sheltered a lot, right, with the Avalanche system. He didn't face a lot of shots. He was good at uh, maintaining the intensity, like the focus. Sometimes if you're not seeing a lot of actions, goalies can get sleepy and let an easy one in. But he was good at maintaining the focus, but he wasn't tested a lot. So I think the the Avalanche system helped him a lot. And not even the system, it was just because the puck was always in the opponent's end. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to get scored uh, on when you're 200 feet away. Yes. But when he's getting a lot of uh, attention and, and a lot of shots at him, yeah, they'll be a sneaky one. He, he was really bad at rebound control. I'm not, I, I didn't watch the game today, but I, I imagine oh. that's a, that was a problem. 
Yeah, one of the goals with Konechny, he stopped it, pad save, get one right back to Konechny. He just put the rebound in the empty net. So, yeah, rebound control is definitely – I'm glad you brought that up. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next on the talk, we got uh, the Battle of Florida. Tampa Bay against the Florida Panthers. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't find a line on this because my app was acting all weird, but whatever the under is, I'm taking the under. Tampa's looked a little bit soft over the past two games. Florida's a good defensive team. Vasilevsky could just step up and start making some saves for them. I like the under. The number's probably hovering at 5.5 or 6. I'm going to go with that. I'm seeing FanDuel is set at 6. I'm seeing other books have it at 6.5. So especially 6.5, I I kind of like that under bet. But this is one of those games where I I don't know if we can really handicap it yet. It's a new season. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. Two teams are gonna be fighting for the top of that division. Just get your popcorn, sit back and watch. Maybe this is a good good spot for some live betting. This could be a game where you know if a team goes up too early, bet against them. Bet plus one and a half or plus two and a half. This is a game that could go back and forth a lot. So this is a spot where use that use your live betting tips and and watch and see if you can find some value. Yeah, speaking of live betting, um, Bobrovsky's a very hit-or-miss goaltender, so if he lets an easy one in, just hammer the live over. <laughs> so he's going to let a lot more in. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's an t- intense uh, divisional game, rivalry. Yeah, I lean to the under off the start, but like I said, if Bobrovsky is one of his stinkers, then, yeah, goals galore. Yeah, these guys got a bit nasty in preseason, too. The Battle of Florida it can get a bit rough there, so it'll be a, it'll be a good game to watch. And just historically, the the over is twenty two and seven in the last twenty nine games in Tampa Bay between the two, and so maybe maybe that's something, something to watch too, especially if Bobrovsky does give one up one, a bad one up early. Yeah, worth keeping in mind for sure. We're brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress free way to keep your hair. They have convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Their low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Keeps has discreet packaging and proven results with more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com SGP to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash S-G-P. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use code SGP, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Next, we got the red-hot Pittsburgh Penguins against the Dallas Stars. Both teams have looked pretty good so far this year, actually. This should be a pretty good battle. 
Um, you're really enjoying having Tyler Sagan back in the lineup. That helps a lot too. But I think Pittsburgh kind of shoved uh, my week one prediction up my hoop. These guys have been red hot since day one. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh money line. It's paying off minus 135. So you're not, it's not a heavy bet, but, uh, but I don't mind that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm hammering the Penguins here. This is like, this might be my, my lock of the night. They, they came out on an opening night. They beat the team by lightning six, two. They fell two nights later to, to Florida on that, on that Florida road trip, but they came home. They, they beat the Blackhawks five, two. They're, they're a high scoring team and, and Dallas, Dallas just lost to Ottawa. They lost to Boston. You know, that they're, they're staying on the road. I, I like the Penguins a lot here. I, I expected the line to be a lot more than minus 130, and uh, I'll, I'll go with Talon for earlier puck line, but I'll take minus one and a half for plus 185. I could see a Penguins winning by two or three. Yeah, this team is playing hard without Crosby and Malkin. Um, they're really compensating for their loss. Uh, yeah, Eileen Penguins too. I, I would bet them at minus 130. Five or better. Stars don't look sharp early on. They're slow, slower than usual. <laughs> um, and yeah, Pittsburgh's getting a bit more goaltending than I expected. I, I I think it'll wear off. You know, I Crosby's first game back. I think I'm gonna bet the bet the other team. But for now, yeah, I'm gonna ride the Penguins' momentum. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Dallas has pretty much every goalie in the league on their roster, but they're it looks like they're expected to start Braden Holby and. I don't know. He looked okay in the in his first game. I think he's hovering at a 2.26 goals against average, uh, 0.939 save percentage. So it could has potential to be an okay game worth watching. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on here, we have the Colorado Avalanche versus Washington. This could be tight. Washington hasn't looked. Uh, they haven't looked too bad this year, all things considered. I know they had a. A really strong outing against New York in uh, the second day of the season, but Colorado's been a bit shaky. I'm expecting them to bounce back pretty soon. Too much talent on that team to keep kind of struggling the way they are. I would take uh, the over. It's lined at six. It's paying minus one fourteen. Yeah, I I would go with the over too. Um, first game of a road trip could bounce back from the Blues loss. Still no McKinnon. Um, He's not going on the road trip at all because he tested positive again. So, yeah, I would lean over too because they can still score without him, but uh, they can't maintain possession as well as uh, they do with him and and the power plays and clicking so hot. But, uh, yeah, there was there were, uh, this team doesn't really do well on third periods as far as defending a lead um, or if they're behind. They, they they can score in bunches like we saw on Saturday too. Um, yeah, I, I would take the over here. I don't I don't trust Kemper yet either. He's a good goalie, but he hasn't been as advertised so far in Denver. So yeah, over six for sure. Yeah, I I would lean to the over. I don't think uh, I didn't have a bet coming into this, but you guys both taking the over to talk talk me into a little bit. I could see, like you said, the Avalanche can put up goals in bunches after falling behind early. Eight goals last game total, six goals in their first game. So take the over six. You could see a see a four three game here, something like that. I got burnt so hard in that uh, St. Louis game. I had them in one of my survivor pools, and then they tied it up with what was it like? a minute left after scoring two goals, but it was a kick in. So it got called back. I was so <laughs> rattled for that. You don't even know. 
Yeah, it's been a theme early on, eh? The the kicking goals late in third yeah. period. It's yeah. the the Knights one too. You're right. You're allowed to direct the puck in, but you can't make a kicking motion or something. Now uh, I don't know. We had a we had a goal in one of the Leafs games too. I think two games ago that it to me it looked like a kick. Maybe that's my bias coming out, but it was a good goal, so it counts. I think that's what the rule is, but I think it's been like that for a few years. But yeah, but also like just let them kick it. You want to increase scoring. You want to make the goal more. You want to make the game more exciting. Let them kick. Let them knee it in. Headbutt. Whatever they want to do. Get it into the net. It's a goal. It's, like half these teams play uh, soccer games before games anyway. To prepare, yeah. right? So. Yeah. <laughs> no need to make the nets bigger. No need for smaller goaltending equipment. Just just let let players kick. kick. That's it. I actually don't hate that when you think about it. Eh? Like just can the rule right now. Let them do it. Screw it. They can kick pass. I can. They can. Why can't they kick it in? Like it's. I, I. I don't see why not. Yeah, it's not like the hand pass, right? You can't pass with your hand, but you can pass with your. Yeah. Your blade. Uh-huh. So. Moving on here, we have looks like the Detroit Red Wings versus Columbus. I don't even know what to think of Detroit guys. Like Tyler Bertuzzi just lit the league up a few nights ago. I'm honestly, they're pretty hot. Columbus has looked pretty shaky. I like Detroit three-way winning in regulation, paying off plus 125. Yeah, this is a game I, I really don't have a lean. I, 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 lean, I lean towards Detroit just because they're the home team. And last season, they were in the same division, and Columbus only won in Detroit once. I believe it was possibly the first game of the season on January 18th. And then after that, Detroit beat them 3-2 at home, 3-1, 4-1. So I feel like Stick with the home team trend. Detroit's only minus one fifteen on the money line, so I'm sure the the regulation bet is pretty good as well. Yeah, these are two mysterious teams so far. It's hard to get a read on them. Um, yeah, uh, the Red Wings uh, they can score. Apparently, um, <laughs> they put up six on Vasilevsky. <laughs> um, I saw that coming. Yeah. But then, of course, they also gave it the lead, which which uh, anyone could see coming, I guess. You just hammered the live line and the lightning. Um, yeah, this game is a total pass. I have no read on it <laughs> at all. <laughs> I got to say, though, I like uh, I do like what Steve Eisenman has been doing there. Hopefully he can kind of, you know, build that franchise up to where it deserves to be. A lot of history in Detroit. And what do they make the playoffs like 20 years in a row or something like that a few years back? So I'm sure they're trying to look to get back to their winning ways. They have a bunch of promising rookies for sure. Moving on here, we have the New York Islanders versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Islanders look good, boys. I like them. Um, personally, on this game, I had them in the money line, minus 114. But uh, we all saw what they could do in the playoffs last year. No surprise, they should be there again this year. And, uh, you know, they got a win to get there. So I imagine they can come out with it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, two teams looking for their first win. Islanders 0-2, Chicago 0-2-1. Going to be Chicago's home opener, so maybe that'll get some get some juice in the building for them. But I I just like the under in this game. The Islanders have have four goals in, in two games, and the Blackhawks have seven goals in three games, which includes an overtime goal. So they're both averaging like two goals a game. The over under set at six. Should see like a three two game here, or something like that. Yeah, I actually go with the the Blackhawks here uh, at the plus money. I like the home opener angle. Islanders have not looked sharp yet. I imagine they will get things together later on, but so far they're they're uh, not looking too good. But 
the Blackhawks are the really they got really the really death routine because Chicago has such high expectations for them, um, and they have underperformed so far. I think that this is the game that they'll really get it together and just put it on them. What's going on with Dylan Strome there? Because he's being a healthy scratch, right? And he he wasn't he on there like their top line center to start last season. Yeah, I heard teams well, were tapes. Oh, but, I mean, yeah. yeah, but he's still probably a good second or third line center. I mean, he could be a guy that that they look to move as well. He could be someone but, on the move. Yeah, I think I heard teams were inquiring about him too. So maybe keep that on the trade watch there. Mm-hmm. Also, Flurry's looked a bit shaky to start the year too. That kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah, he got yanked in Pittsburgh, right? First period. Yeah, not great. Right, moving here, we have coming up next. Looks like Minnesota versus the Winnipeg Jets. Same kind of thing here. Winnipeg has been struggling this year, guys. I know Connor Hellebuck has looked pretty shaky, and after the season he had last year, I don't think anybody could have predicted that, especially in an Olympic year too. When I, uh, I reckon Team USA will be looking to rely on him. With that being said, I like Minnesota Wild puck line on this. Minus 1.5, it pays off, plus 165. I'm hoping my boy Kirill the Thrill dollar bill can just pop off and maybe get me some points here. Yeah, this is another bet that I, I kind of wrote down in, in pen here to make the, or is, is the Wild. They they went on the road. They went out to California. They beat the Ducks 2-1. They beat the Kings 3-2 on back-to-back nights. Now they're coming home for their opener, and home teams have kind of dominated. Like you said, the the Jets have have not been good so far this season. They lost four one and four three on the road. They're continuing on their road trip here into Minnesota. So give me the Wild minus one fifty on the money line, and I'll probably sprinkle some on the puck line as well. Yeah, the Jets they've uh, they burned me the first couple games against what I thought were inferior teams, but they couldn't get it done. Um, yeah, Hellbuck, like you said, is is is. <laughs> He was clearly outplayed by both goalies in the first two games. Um, as much as I hate to say it, yeah, give me the Wild. They're they're uh, they have a strong start, and I think this is their home opener as well, isn't it? Yep, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, make it a threesome in the Wild. Well, keeping the late night action going here, we have Los Angeles Kings against the Nashville Predators. Nashville's look pretty shaky too to start the year not really too not really too convinced of them as a team i know uh uc saros had a great year last year he almost carried them but even he's been a bit shaky so far i'm pretty uh pretty bullish on los angela this year i think they might take a step forward especially in a weaker division so i like uh la winning in regulation here on the three-way it pays off plus 155 this is a game i i wrote down to kind of just avoid here you have nashville's own to drop both games at home King Kings are one one on the road. I mean, or King Kings were at home. Now they're going on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these are two teams we don't know too much about. Nashville lost two one one goal games, both both in regulation. I'll probably avoid this. Maybe look maybe look for a live bet. Yeah, I, I go to the Kings too. Maybe not as ballsy as Talon with the <laughs> regulation, but uh, yeah, if you're giving me plus money on the money, then I'm gonna take that all day. They're the better team, I think. It'll be proven the rest of the season. Yeah, and first game of a road trip too tends to tends to be uh, more positive for the the away team. And it looks like last game we have of the Tuesday nights we have Edmonton Oilers versus the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim looked okay against uh, Winnipeg a few nights ago, guys. Um, John Gibson stood on his head. I couldn't believe what I saw, but he's been doing that for years. 
that's a guy you can't help but really feel for, eh? Like he's had an unreal career, but he's kind of been on a on a mediocre team. So it'd be nice to see Gibson actually have a bit more success. He deserves it, but he's locked in long term there. So he's the guy for the future. Uh, the over under that game is set at five point five. Based on that alone. I know we all know McDavid and Drysaddle can score, but I'm going to take the under at 5.5. Pays off minus 105. Ooh, that's that's interesting. I, I I'm looking at this. I mean, the Oilers are huge favorites. I don't know if you can you can take them even on the puck line minus one and a half. They're plus 105. Maybe sprinkle some on the Ducks plus 215 if if you think Gibson's going to kind of stand on his head a little bit. But the Oilers, Mike Smith has to, has to break at some point, right? He's got he's got, he's got two solid games going so far so maybe we see him give up, give up a few goals maybe get some value on the ducks a plus 215 and yeah the, the over could happen here if if the oilers go off and the, and the ducks get a few goals you know john gibson's actually playing right now so it'll actually be stolars in that tomorrow for Ooh. the ducks i mean he, he's oh, actually a good backup too but he's, he's no john gibson i don't know if that changes stuff for you guys yeah i forgot it's a back-to-back that's that definitely does change. I would at five point five two to me that screams over then. Yeah, Stolarz, Stolarz has kind of screwed me a few times when I when I bet against him. The the former Flyers prospect is like like Joel said he is he is a pretty good backup goalie. Yeah, well that yeah, I was clean uh, Oilers in regulation. That would be my play. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? You can prove it on Odds Crowd, and they're free to join and play fantasy betting contests. There's a season-long NBA contest with $3,000 in cash up for grabs, as well as weekly $200 contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you with any pick trick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Well, that pretty much covers our Tuesday slate here, fellas. We got two games on the Wednesday. Nothing too fancy, but we have the Bruins versus Flyers. That should be a pretty good game. Both teams are looking pretty hot. I know the Bruins, I think they've only played once so far, so they're probably eager to get out there. Um, Based off what I've seen, you know what? When I wrote this, it was before the end of the game tonight in Philly, so I was kind of a bit bit down on Carter Hart. I was thinking of taking the over at 5.5, pays off minus 120. I still think I like that. If it was at 6, maybe I'd kind of fade away from it, but I would take the over. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. I think that these these are two teams that I I would probably lean lean to Boston as well. Just not even just being a negative Flyers fan, but just just because they're probably a, they're definitely a better team on paper. And the Flyers could be maybe a little bit too high on this high on themselves after this big six one win over the Kraken, who haven't really found found their game yet. So Boston has played one game. They they won three one at home. They're going on the road now. Yeah, I I would I would lean to the over here. Yeah, um, Flyers proven they can score, but that was against uh, Philip Grubauer. Um, I don't feel confident in the over, though, with the Bruins, right? Because they tend to play under games, and I lean to the Bruins anyway, so that would make an under 
correlated with their money line. So, yeah, just give me the Bruins and the money line at minus 120 or better. I think that that should be a lot higher. They're just the better team. Something to watch here, too, is three of their eight meetings last season went to overtime. So if whatever the line is for that, probably you usually get plus 200 or plus 300 or better. It might be worth sprinkling a little bit on. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That actually brings me into uh, to our next game here. The Golden Knights versus the St. Louis Blues. I'm thinking the exact same thing you were thinking for Boston and uh, and Philly there. I'm taking the draw in regulation going to overtime. Pays off plus 330. Based off what I've seen on both of these teams, they can both score at least this year, it seems like. And I don't know. I got a feeling. I got an itch right here. And to me, it says it's going to overtime here. For plus 330, I'll sprinkle that a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely definitely not a bad bet given that price. But I, I don't know what the line's going to be. I don't know if there's anything out yet. Um, I see... Golden Knights opened minus 140. I see minus 127 some places. I think given given that line, even with Pacioretty out, even with Stone probably out, right? He's he's like undergoing evaluation or something. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I'd yeah, I think I'd 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 go with Vegas. They they won all the home meetings last season. So I feel like that's gonna get some home cooking going for them again. Yeah, well, right now the blues are losing to the coyotes, so <laughs> Give me the Knights. That's <laughs> <laughs> scary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Knights should roll here. Anything under minus 150, I'll be all over that. Yeah, this might be one to lock in early at minus 127 if you're taking minus 150. Or yeah, something. That, there's a book there. Take it now. Let me see if, let me see if put the puck line. I think I got a puck line out yet. Uh, I do not see a puck line yet, but minus 127, the puck line will probably be plus 160, 170. That's also worth it as well i'm looking at DraftKings. they got the money line minus 145 and the puck line plus 175 yeah i i take both of those yeah totally just threw a live bet in on the blues over arizona <laughs> <laughs> money lines paying off plus 125 so i don't hate Let's that do it. yeah <laughs> is that the home opener for them though was that is that some home team trend to watch? Coyotes. Do anybody go? I don't think anybody go to a Coyotes game. <laughs> uh, Who are they opening know. for? <laughs> Blues just got a power play too, so that 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 live bet is uh, looking pretty good. They could tie it up here and, and maybe give you a chance to to win that bet. Yeah, fingers crossed. Maybe it'll make up for the bill shit in the bet on me tonight. <laughs> All right, well, that's pretty much our slates for uh, Tuesday and Wednesday here, guys. Anything else you guys really wanted to touch on NHL news? Or uh, no, I think I think we got got a lot of in, good information here. We got uh, touched on some contracts, some injuries, some trends. Gave out our bets for for Tuesday. Hopefully, you guys are making some money on those. If, if you listeners have any questions, comments, any any new segments you want, let us know. Or maybe maybe we should say what our favorite bet is. Our favorite bet for, one, for Tuesday. One best bet. Mortal lock yeah. kind of thing, eh? Ooh. Sure. All right, I'll start it off here. I'm going to take, I like my New Jersey minus 1.5 puck line here, paying off plus 90 against Seattle. I think that's going to be my mortal lock for the week or for the uh, day. Okay, stole I'm, mine. <laughs> I, I was between that and another one, so I'll go with the other one. As much as it hurts me to say it, give me the Penguins. Give me the Penguins at home. I like it. Uh, for mine, give me the the 
The Oilers in regulation, that's minus 125-ish. If you want a little better price, then the puck line, minus 1.5 at plus 120-ish. Okay. Yeah, the money pays off. I don't mind that. Of course, Talon stole both of our both of our picks. Starting <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I mean, geez, we could all ride together, though, no? No, yeah, I'm definitely betting on the Devils. And I'll, I'll put some on the, on the puck line, too. <laughs> Fair enough, guys. Well... We've had a uh, we've had a pretty good first week of the NHL. It's it's freaking fantastic that hockey's back. I've been loving watching it, and uh, I'm sure you boys have been too. Oh yeah, it's great to have yes, it, sir. Back, especially with with this big Flyers win. I'm I'm amped. I'm 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 excited. At least one of our teams won tonight. Yeah, that might be what it takes. Eh? Who knows? The East is going to be pretty tight this year, so every point does matter. Right? We talked well, about this a lot. It. Yeah. Tied Ooh, there we go. Happy for that. Let's ride, boys. I'll take it. New segment: live betting with talent. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only against Arizona, and only yeah. if they're up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We, when, when are we going to be back? What do you think? I think probably Wednesday night. For we think we got a big Thursday slate coming. If, if not, we'll get something going for the big Saturday slate. For sure. So try to keep posted. Should be good to go for Thursday morning. We'll be back with some more, uh, some more action. Try to cover the long weekend, and we'll see how she goes. Sounds good.